Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I am your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What is up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. Just trying to survive this flash flood warning. <laughs> it was We got crazy weather today. It was super hot and muggy. And then uh, the, the lightning came, the thunder came, and the, the skies opened up and uh, it, flooded the streets. It was great. It was weird. So I was out at lunch. And my phone just vibrates. And I look at my phone and I get like the emergency warning, like flash flood war- <laughs> warning, like get to cover. <laughs> and I look out and it's like completely sunny without a cloud in the sky. It's <laughs> like, what? what the fuck? And then I like pick up my lunch, get back to my office. And as soon as I walk in the front doors of my office, it just turns like black and overcast and the sky just <laughs> open up. It's like came yeah, out of wild. nowhere. It was wild. Uh, yeah, so uh, so we had a little weather here this week, um, but uh, I mean we have power, which is good. A lot of people in my town don't have power, which kind of sucks for them. But I'm good. I'm good here. I'm on uh, in Millville. So sucks to be uh, you. All right, well, what's that? <laughs> sucks to be you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right. Well, before we get into the episode, we of course want to give a shout out uh, to our bulk for charity drive right now. Um, we are accepting bulk from people. Uh, I don't know if anyone came to you with bulk at the uh, at. Uh, SG Worcester Jerry, but we are accepting bulk. Um, or we're doing obviously a bunch of raffles. One we're going to raffle off tonight, uh, Savannah, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, um, yeah, we're doing we're doing the campaign in support of our our friend Rich, whose son Wesley is in need of a liver transplant. Um, Jerry, have you gotten the totals yet? I know I ask you every week, and then every week it's like, oh, we should have done that before the episode. <laughs> no, I, we give the totals every week. I have them right here. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it hasn't changed in the show notes, so. Oh, no, I don't. I mean, that's that's Cyrus's job. He's the intern. He's supposed to be updating oh. all the things. Cyrus, are you slacking? Yeah, we we got to fire that guy. I know, right? Good thing he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our what's our grand total for that? We are up to $880 in just, that's awesome. just what we've raised a bunch of people. People have sent uh, donations directly to the charity and sent me screenshots for the raffle entries, uh, which you can totally do. So uh, that 880 is not counting people who did that. And I know pe- that was a couple hundred dollars just by itself. Uh, that's super cool. So we'll de- we're definitely cracking the thousand dollar mark with this thing. That's fantastic. Hell yeah. We got uh, a Chalice of the Void for raffle up next. Uh, Sean said he uh, had some stuff he wanted to do. So we'll, we'll, we'll find some stuff to uh, tip us over the thousand dollar mark, Pat. Nice, nice. We're going to try to get everything wrapped up, what, by the end of July, maybe? Yeah, end of July, get it all wrapped up and get the money donated. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, all right, so uh, if you guys are on the Facebook page, please keep an eye out for that. Uh, Chalice of the Void, like Jerry said, it will be going up this week. We are raffling off the Savannah at the end of tonight's episode, so that's also very exciting. So make sure to listen. And we're going to, you know what, we're going to, we're not, it's not going to be at the end. We're going to put it somewhere in the middle of the episode so people have to listen. <laughs> Just craziness, rearranging the schedule. Yeah, right. And if you if you don't if you don't if you don't contact us about your Savannah, we're gonna re raffle it. We're gonna do it all over again, and we're gonna double up the money donated. This doesn't this, thing, so this doesn't feel. <laughs> this feels game in the system a little bit. I don't know. Uh, 
yeah, gaming the system for charity. So that's like the best way you can. That's the best reason to game the system is doing evil for a good cut. This is a real philosophical podcast already, Pat. Like we're talking about some real moral dilemmas, like doing evil in order to accomplish good. I I feel like at episode one hundred ninety five, we need to get a little esoteric with this episode, with this with this podcast, man. It's got to be a little. It's got to make you question your 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 uh, your surroundings, man. Yeah, man. you're got to make your mind work. <laughs> I I like it, Pat. I like it. All right. Yeah. New direction for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, now we're getting through all that. I do want to welcome on our newest guest, former Leaving Legacy intern and uh, current podcaster, Cyrus Cormongil. Cyrus, what is up, man? How you doing? Hey, guys. How's it going? This is me, Cyrus. <laughs> Cyrus is clearly very excited to be here. We dragged him on, kicking and screaming. I'm sweating <laughs> profusely. What do you get for living on the West Coast, man, in a nice state like California? Yeah. It's my first mistake. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, Cyrus, first of all, uh, welcome on the show. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself when you started playing Magic and uh, kind of the first decks you got into? That's always that always that's always yeah. fun. It's all gives you a lot of insight into a person. So, my name is Cyrus Horman Gill, and most people call me Cyrus CG because I have a hyphenated last name. Uh, I live in Berkeley, California. And like Jerry, I was a political science student, but unlike Jerry, I did not join the forces of evil and finance. I instead went into community organizing, so that is what I do. Um, I started playing Magic in, when I was eight years old, which I guess was around 2004 in summer camp when Darksteel first came out. And yeah, so I played, started going to FNM, stuff like that for a few years, and then quit Magic for mm-hmm. a while because I was doing sports and I you know, was doing sports in college and it was hard for me to keep playing Magic mm-hmm. when I was training. And then I uh, got back into Magic about Legacy two years ago because I was an adult and had money and could play cool decks and not just draft. Yeah, and then I started off, I uh, was playing Burn, and at my local game store, everyone was playing Sneak and Shows, so I was really <laughs> wow. frustrated because I always you're, lost. You're, you're, your local store so, is full of really smart people, it sounds like. <laughs> yep, so I went home and I googled, what is Sneak and Shows' worst matchup? And I saw two decks. I saw Grixis Delver and Death in Texas, so I said... All right, well, I like casting Lightning Bolt, so I'm going to build a Grixis Delver. And I did that. And I never lost a sneak and show. <laughs> we all lived happily ever after. And, <laughs> and then when I found out, I was, I was like, man, I really, really like beating Sneak and Show. I really like the part where they just don't get to play Magic. That's the best part about Magic, because I fucking hate that deck. Um, and so uh, then what I did was I was like, wow, if my favorite part of Magic is my opponent not doing things and also casting sweet Grixis colored cards, why don't I just build Storm? And uh, that is what I have been playing for the last year and a half. Uh, I play Ad Nauseam Tendrils, although I've also played TES. Uh, don't call it Tess or Bryant will have a hard He'll time. He's very upset about that. He'll uh, find you. <laughs> yeah. I could not believe that he liked that less than when people call him Brian. I was shocked by that. And I'm going to do both of those things. I know that Brian loves to play, te- te- play Tess, but, you know. Um, yeah. And then also, I, as Pat mentioned, just started a podcast with Eternal Weekend double top eighter in both Legacy and Vintage, Eric Virgo. And it is a analysis-focused Legacy podcast where we talk about different theses or single deck discussions, card discussions, things like that, and are really focused on an analysis level of the podcast. So you guys can find us. We're on basically every podcast site at Top Down Legacy. And if for some reason you can't find it, you know, feel free to message me or yeah and for sure uh i know you guys have been still waiting to get on itunes but here's a little workaround for people who want to get uh subscribe to their podcast get the rss feed 
and then just add it into the uh, like just put it in their search bar for podcasts and you can add that RSS feed right to your podcast app, basically any cast app that you use. And uh, even though they're not in iTunes, it will automatically subscribe them and update them to the uh, RSS feed. So that's a great way to get around uh, because iTunes, uh, um, you know, they are a multi-billion dollar multinational corporation, uh, Apple that is, but they move so slowly to get podcasts on boarded. So uh, show them some love and get, get that on their podcast fetcher. We actually got an iTunes last night, Sick. so you guys can also find us. So all that info was completely useless and obsolete, so thanks for that. Thanks for stopping me ahead of time. We appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, now people just learned something about RSS feeds. It was very informative, Pat. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. So. so tell me about Top Down Legacy a little bit. It's, it's very like uh, com- like uh, competitive magic focused, right? Yeah, so um, we kind to kind of felt that there was a lack of competitive legacy conversation. Whoa! <laughs> uh, you know, no, nothing against I... the, the vocal legacy podcast I have been on, but they seem to like to have a good time. So we were thinking, you know, since Wilson Hunter can't ever get anything done, that we would start our own analysis podcast yeah. that focused kind of like the Brainstorm show, but maybe a little bit less drinking and a little bit more analysis. So that was our idea. So it sounds like you guys actually know what you're talking about instead of just faking it till you make it like me and Pat. <laughs> we try. We try. I think Eric knows a little bit more than me, but I'm the pretty face. Hey, I know I know exactly what that's like being the athlete on the podcast. You got the looks, you know, you might not know as much, but uh you're you're there for the eye candy, right? <sighs> Also, yep, that's exactly what it's also, about. Also, I'm very excited to have another collegiate athlete on the podcast. Finally outnumbering the nerds. I was varsity uh, tennis. That. Please. <laughs> that is not even a sport, Jerry. Varsity that's an activity that tennis. Old were you varsity? Were you a, were you a letter sporting varsity member, Pat? Hmm. I is that even Some a question? Us, yeah, you know. of course I was. <laughs> I'd, Some of us were technically <laughs> college athletes at the Division three level, and some of us were Division yeah, one top one percent. Yeah, some of us, country, some of know. us were just bench warmers in Division one. Good for you, Cyrus. I'm glad you got to play zero games. <laughs> I was the worst person. I played on the whole every team. single snap. It was fantastic. Uh, it's it's okay. I was a yep. bench warmer of a Division three ten- tennis team. So <laughs> <laughs> you played college tennis too? Of course, I was. <laughs> oh man, this just became hashtag shamecast. Nice, Jerry. <laughs> You know, I always I always imagine that you played tennis, Jerry. You really strike me as a, a tennis type. Honestly, when I look at you, I see what's that guy's name? Nadal, Nadal, Rafael Nadal. Yeah, yeah. you guys really? look just like each other to me. I've never had that. Hand, never had it. I've you. never. Uh, Nadal has a great head of hair, and I mean, I know uh, I'm a little lacking these days, but I, I think I can live up yeah, to it. Yeah, but you got a you got a good beard though, so that that's you know, <laughs> I'm like it works in the opposite. A way. bizarre yeah, world, Nadal, and glasses and. <laughs> A podcast? Let's see him have those things. Oh, man. There are just women's pants getting ripped off right now. Yeah. Dear Lord. So I can hear it from here. So uh, we had a legacy event. I actually had a couple legacy events this past weekend. Yeah. I figured we could talk about them this week. Uh, there was the SEG uh, Worcester, uh, Worcester team event in Worcester, Ma- beautiful Worcester, Massachusetts. A city on the move, city on the rise. Paris of the 80s, as it's known. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's see. This first uh, list, these are all the legacy seats, it looks like, Jerry, for the top 32. Yeah, this is the top uh, 32 legacy seats. I mean, as always, I feel like we always have to do this disclaimer. It's a team event. Take it with a grain of salt. We don't have individual records, yada, yada, yada. On SCG, they said... On SCG, they said the Miracles player that came in sixth went six and eight. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> wow. Okay. 
That guy did top eight GP Seattle, so he's a good Miracles yeah. player, but I just thought that was that funny, funny. Where they were like, yeah, we really wish we hadn't had him play Miracles. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like, only in a team event can a scrub like Brian Cook make it into the top eight, you know? <laughs> they fucking carried his win, ass. Win the whole thing, even. <laughs> every every tweet, every tweet, I lost, we won. I lost, we won. I lost, we won. <laughs> Jeez, his poor teammates. Yeah, I heard he actually back zero matches Robin. the entire <laughs> Uh, you know, everyone's saying that Bryant's been on a uh, tear lately, but I just want to point out at all of the previous, you know, last couple events, I've complimented him on his really good looking Yankees hat. So I think Whoa. I think that's the good luck charm. So I think it would be really nice if everyone would uh, compliment Bryant on his, his awesome Yankees hat. And I think, it would you know, continue this good luck streak. <laughs> if you can hear that. Well, if there's if there's. Two things I know about Brian. It's that he loves the Yankees and he loves playing the <laughs> um, uh, In all seriousness, though, Brian has been on an awesome tear. And uh, I was talking yeah. to him during the day, and, yeah, he, he was ripping through the field uh, with Storm. So congrats, Brian. That was a well-earned victory, you and your team. Uh, you guys did great. Yeah, for sure. I heard the Storm was dead, though. Didn't the probe can't banning just kill I know. Storm? Apparently, Storm is completely dead. It will never put up another result. But, uh... I heard that on Leaving a Legacy. And really We've smart. never said that. Excuse me. <laughs> that is liable, liable, good sir. We we don't we don't. I must edit. We don't it commit out. to any. We don't Is commit to any like pre, like any serious statements. That way, we can't get held to them. <laughs> no, I 100 percent committed to Arcane Artisan. <laughs> oh, you may not have thought it was serious at the time. No, I, heard, I heard that was Bob Wong. Actually, I heard oh, he actually invented Legacy, and then he invented <laughs> Arcane Artisan so that he could so that he could. Real quick, can we again. talk about something? Uh, Bob Wong came in fourth place. Fourth place with Sneak and Joe. He didn't even win the whole thing. Are people calling for cards out of Storm to be banned? No. Uh, immediately people start talking about banning Show and Tell. Come on, guys. So, yeah, so that's, that's ridiculous, right? Like, Show and Tell is not even... Uh, I, you know, I can't... And it's the most skill-testing card. I mean, that I agree with you, Cyrus, but I mean, that's not the point. <laughs> Uh, seriously though, let's let's chill out, people. I blame I blame uh, Rabble Rouser Lawrence for uh, poking some fun and a lot of people taking him serious. Uh, let's see where this meta shakes up. But uh, yeah, congrats to Bob. I mean, Bob also thought Arcane Artisan. I I Bob is one of my favorites, also because when Arcane Artisan got spoiled and I was saying this card's insane, Bob was like the only one not calling me crazy. So I'm glad a good player like Bob actually put the card on the map because Lord knows I wasn't top eating this SCG. <laughs> I st- I still think Artisan is overrated, but that's just me. I still that's think your face a- is overrated, but to- I mean that's just me. That- that's because I run eight bolts in my deck and I don't side them out for anybody. <laughs> uh, sorry, that was mean. I was mean. There- there seems to be a trend of Jerry inventing tech and then Bob Wong stealing it, like Basic Lands and Delver and, and Arcane Artisan. I think, you know, everyone's calling for a Bob Wong ban, but maybe we should be looking at banning Jerry and me. Uh, I mean, me and Bob are just on the same same wavelengths. Same wavelengths. He gets it. I get it. We're, we're, we're together. We're, I would say we're one and the same, you know, interchangeable. Two titans. <laughs> titans of the game exactly exactly uh real quick though uh while we're talking about it bob did say that arcane artisan basically came in every matchup other than dredge for him all day he said it uh completely overperformed and uh the world listened because there's a complete buyout on arcane artisan uh, yeah, that's great. I was going to pick some up, and I was way too late before the spike. That's what I actually need to do, Pat, Pat, is I just need to start following my own advice and just buying up all these cards I think are going to be great, because I bought a playset of Arcade Artisan Foils. I didn't buy, like, ten playsets. 
Uh, but yeah, apparently, like I, I didn't even think to buy a, buy up like regular co- uh, copies. Same thing with like Bomac Cur- Courier. I knew Bomac Courier is going to see a lot of play, and that spiked a bunch in price. So that's that's the real victory is just put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, I mean, it would almost be crazy to listen to you about financial advice. I don't know why anyone would ever do that. It's not yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean that that part of my job I'm terrible at. People shouldn't listen to my financial advice. <laughs> You're just incredibly. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm really good at getting little old ladies to rate checks. That's uh, that's that's my skills. But uh, no. So I mean, with it, uh, Spike has come out. Uh, apparently, Battle Bond is a really low print run. Talking to a couple shop owners, um, they were not able to get as many uh, you know boxes of Battle Bond as they really wanted. It's already out of print. People have already moved on to you know the next greatest thing. So we're not seeing any more real packs being open to Battle Bond. Um, and a lot of these cards in the mythics, especially, are going to be pretty high value. I think going forward. Have you? Yep. Uh, great, thanks, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> great, great comeback. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the financial analysis. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say probably wait a bit for the arcane artisans; they'll come down. But don't wait too long. I think the further out we go, these cards are just going to kind of increase in price. Anyways, uh, the rest of the top eight for the uh, team open looks pretty stock. Um, we saw another sneak and show, two uh, rug delvers, Bryant on Storm, of, of course. Uh, we got a Death and Taxes of Miracles and Refusing to Die, Grixis Delver, still in the top eight. Uh, this is an interesting list, though. Uh, Cyrus, did you t- uh, get a chance to check out this list? Yeah, I watched the open and was looking at Noah's list. It turns out that um, Gurmag Angler is still a pretty messed up magic card, especially when everyone is playing Dogwave. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we see we I've seen some people try out that Thought Scourers as like a dark ritual effect for Gurmag Angler. Uh, looks like Noah did not go that route, but he is running the four Bomac Cour- Couriers. Um, that and yeah. that card is pretty great at uh, just powering out some Gurmags. Um, you know, if you can, uh, you know, set it up, uh, and just kind of discard a bunch of dead cards out of your hand, you can really fill the graveyard quick. Plus the Bowman carrier itself goes to the graveyard. Um, I, I don't know. Do you, do you see much interplay with that? I think Bowman carrier is an interesting card. So, um, it has interesting interactions with cantrips where you can exile the top card of your library. If you want to shuffle a brainstorm virtually, and you can also hide counter magic under there from mm-hmm. combo decks. Uh, my problem with it is I've always felt when I played Delver, and that's the other deck I've played a lot besides Storm, is that your issue is almost never card advantage, it's card quality. Um, because you're a tempo deck and you're really trying to win, and you're not winning games because you have more cards in hand than your opponent, because cards like Days and Forcible are awful in that regard, and Spell Pierce dies as the game goes on, things like that. So it's it's interesting to see. Um, I think the card has a lot is a lot better now that it doesn't need to attack into mm-hmm. Deathrite Shamans. But, I mean, I was grinding the standard season and played in like rptqs and stuff and that card got cyborged out a lot in standard so it's hard for me to believe in legacy that it would be super good but uh no walker also happens to be pretty good at magic so i tend to believe that he knows what he's doing and if he thinks that it's good yeah it's probably good uh, i don't know if you saw but uh affinity has started to pop up uh here and there as well and uh bowback courier i think is interesting in that just because it's a one one for one with haste that just kind of slots in and just picks up a cranial plating real well. Yeah, it's really interesting. I actually play um, 
Hercules Recall on my sideboard, and I've had some people get very frustrated that I'm playing that card because they play all the artifact lands and also only artifacts in their deck. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've had some people rage on me at Moto. They're like, "Why are you even playing this card in Legacy? No one even plays Affinity." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, people play Chalice in the Void. What are you crazy?" Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm sideboarding to beat Affinity in 2018 in Legacy. That's no. like, uh, at, I remember my friend Dan was playing Pox at like the height of the Rug Delver days, uh, you know, back in 2012. So he ran uh, Perish in his sideboard, and it was just like accidentally got paired up against like an Elves player. It's like, oops, it's just a Wrath of God. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Pox player one time go turn one Dark Ritual Sadistic Sacrament at a Comprary Y'all event, and I had to call a judge because I have no outs <laughs> to that card. I can't beat it. And I was like, and the guy was just playing four main. And I was like, why are you playing this card in your deck? And he's like, well, it beat you, didn't it? <laughs> oh, the best <laughs> argument, it beat you, didn't it? <laughs> he, he turned one me twice in a row. He went turn one, Dark Ritual, Sadistic Sacrament, in two oh games. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's... He's playing four. It was insane. That is amazing. Uh, so, other than that, I mean, I would say the rest is kind of, is pretty stock as far as the rest of the top eight goes actually if if you look at the next page on the top 26 what they listed there's a tesserator list on there which is seems like be the only spicy deck on this whole list also shout out to ethan gayeski with rug delver and michael boland with jessica delver who are two of my friends so it's cool to see him on here i didn't even notice that uh yeah let's take a look at this grixis tesserator list Blech. my my main concern is how did you find two people that were willing to let you play Tesserator at a team event. That's like, I feel like these lists are always stock because it's like, you never see anyone that's like, oh yeah, you know, trust me, I'll just bring Nick Fit and it'll be totally okay. I know how to break the meta. You have to find two people that agree with you. This Jake Ferrer, he played against my friend Dan, um, who was the Pox player I mentioned earlier, uh, who was playing his black-red prison deck, like Duretti's and Karns and Ensnaring Bridges and Mox Diamonds. Um, so Tesserator versus that was a hilarious matchup because it's like Dak Faden steal your bridge. <laughs> just like two two uh, tanks just like staring at each other, not able to move an inch. <laughs> Got, Got him. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty sweet. I also played in this event. I mean, from my experience, so going into this, I knew we were not, uh, we were not going to win this event. <laughs> we, we got a uh, shout out to Vincent, um, uh, for filling in for us, but we basically grabbed him last minute to fill our standard seat and he played like blue green, good stuff. <laughs> uh, which was basically just like a ramp deck that played like Karns and, uh, Oh, he played the channel fireball deck. Blue yeah. Blue green. green. Yeah, uh, all his opponents though thought it was hilarious, and we're giving him high fives. So I mean, we had fun. <laughs> yeah, high fives. They were getting wins. Who needs, who needs wins when you have high fives? Thanks for the free win, pal. Thanks high five. The free win. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, my record wasn't very good either for the day. I went three and three. Uh, my first match of the day though was against Gerard Fabiano, so that really uh, woke me up real quick. Uh, he was he was playing a uh, like a blue white stone blade list. And one moment where he just absolutely got me was, uh, you know, I have uh, six mana in play, uh, Sneak Attack and Grizzle Brand. So I play Sneak Attack. He Spell Pierces it. I pay for Spell Pierce um, just to, uh, you know, I pay for Spell Pierce, but it taps me out. So I can't activate the Sneak Attack again. Um, and I'm like, okay. And he goes, yep, it resolves. Then he goes unexpectedly absent 
putting yeah. sneak attack on top of my library with unexpectedly absent, then plays Jace and fate seals it away. Jeez. <laughs> That's just good deck building. Oh man, it was it was rough. So I ended up uh, losing game three because of that uh, that sweet play. Did he look at his hand before he kept? Uh, I did not. I did not check. I I for he's never famous, mulliganing. He's famous for on camera just just drawing his opening seven, putting it face down, yeah. and saying <laughs> he he refuses to mulligan. Uh, he also. His best run in Legacy was when Dig Through Time was legal because he loves to play these awful blue decks with like ten different one ofs. But when you have Dig Through Time, it's just great because you could find the one ofs whenever you. Need. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then round two, I played against Jason Grigley, our, our friend Jason, uh, which was the mirror match. He sat down and we both just laughed at each other because both he and I are the uh, co-moderators uh, of the Sneak and Show Facebook group. <laughs> so we were like constantly, <laughs> constantly like sending each other our lists and our sideboard tech and our guides and you know what we're thinking about the meta. So I think we were playing like seventy-four of the seventy-five. <laughs> That's a tough job too. I do a really good job of trolling that page and so do a lot of other people it's <laughs> literally deleting thousands of posts a day <laughs> it's hard because it's hard to tell when people are being trolled <laughs> <laughs> you know you say that but it's true because i like people have accused me of being a troll I'm like guys i'm the moderator <laughs> i i convinced someone michael clifford and i convinced someone that it was a good idea to play i or uh I and like not, not serious sideboard and they were like, oh, "Stop! Like Please don't! <laughs> we're trying to guide these people and help them. Lots of them are new to Legacy, Good. and you're Set just them up for failure. It's, yeah, and show and tell. Show and tell is the hardest. I actually, unironically, had to say to someone, "Show and tell is the hardest part of the deck because it involved like uh, second guessing their opponent and you know faking out that their opponent had an Oblivion Ring." I just want. I was there when you said it originally. <laughs> you say that. You say that. Uh, but anyways, against Jason, I ended up beating him 2-0 uh, because I just uh, turned one dim game one, and I had the omniscience spell. He just had the regular old uh, Emrakul, so I was able... Yeah, good deck, deck building. building. You know, combo decks will combo. And then game two, I beat him because I was able to get Arcane Artisan, and that is pretty much the decider in the uh, the mirror match because you have to kind of board out your show and tells, uh, or otherwise you're going to play kind of a risky game of chicken, and then Arcane Artisan just kind of breaks that open. I think you lied, Jerry, when you said you only bought four of this card. I think <laughs> you just it no, up. I swear, I bought. I did right before Star City Games, uh, the Worcester uh, team event. Though I did finish my playset of foils, um, so I got my first two foils at ten dollars and my second two foils at twenty dollars. And apparently, there's only a single copy available right now for four hundred dollars on TCG Player. So, wow, that's really yeah, totally reasonable. Someone should it. buy that. New magic yeah. card. <laughs> um, actually, let's take a look. I'm, I'm sure it's already come down by now. Uh, the cheapest available one on TCG Player right now is $170. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's like one-third of an underground. <laughs> that's a reasonable almost. price. Um, it's definitely going to come way down from there, but I could easily see this. Be, you know, it's from a small set. I could easily see it settling at like a $50 foil. And then kind of climbing from there. It's interesting because I imagine most of the sealed for this set will be open because of cards like True Name Nemesis, Brightling, and uh, Arcane Artisan. 
but it it is cool. It's a cool set. They did a good job. Yeah. You know, I like that. I think that Brightling and Arcane Artisan are two cards they introduced in a supplemental set that are not just stupid like True Name Nemesis um, or even Flusterstorm. So I, I mean, I hate Flusterstorm, but that's me. But yeah, I think they did a good job with this set. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're actually going to have Gavin on in a couple episodes, and uh, I plan to talk to him a lot about Battle Bond, because I think it's just kind of a really cool idea Wizards uh, Wizards did. It's uh, It feels very different. It feels almost outside of regular magic in a good way. Yeah, you're going to have him ban another card. Yeah, you're deck. welcome. <laughs> I was thinking Rite of Flame. You think that's a good ne- good next uh, target? <laughs> I actually played the better ROF Ritual, which is really ah. cool. It has way more skulls on it, and everyone knows, you know, since you were a little kid, that cards with the most skulls that's on them true. are the best. Go look at Necropotence. Yeah, best, best, best card. <laughs> that card's literally just a skull. Um, but yeah, so I played back to the event. After that, I played against uh, uh, Patriot Delver, and this one actually just completely got me, because I thought I was playing Blue-White Stoneblade again, because I had just, you know, played Gerard on it, and my opponent goes, like, turn one, Island, Ponder, turn two, uh, Tundra Stoneforge Mystic. I'm like, all right, this is fine. I'm fine with this. This is cool. Um, so I go, uh, after he goes uh, Stoneforge Mystic, I jam uh, Show and Tell, thinking like, all right, I have, I had like Force of Will. Or no, I didn't have Force of Will, but I, so what I had was I had a sneak attack in my hand. So even if he was able to counter my Show and Tell, um, I could just follow up with the next turn sneak attack. So I play Show and Tell, and he dazes it. And it's like, ah, oh, days out of Stoneblade? That's interesting. <laughs> was it was it a uh, I don't remember. His name his name was Joey though. Uh but he no, dazes it. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And I'm like, yep, sure, it was awesome. I'm like, alright, I'll just pass back, I'll put a batter skull in play, and then I'll uh you know, untap and jam sneak attack and win the game. And he untaps, plays Delver of Secrets, Wasteland, Waste My Volcanic Islands. <laughs> <laughs> I proceeded to lose the game from there. <laughs> yeah, completely, completely misread it. It was actually, you know, it was actually Jeskai Delver. Um, and that that matchup, it, it's definitely better than Grixis, but it's still not really a matchup you want to see. Pretty much all the Delver decks you'd kind of hope to dodge. Mm-hmm. Well, they have, like, containment Yeah, exactly. Too, right? I mean, they're a Delver deck. That's pretty fast. That can all, that also has like containment priest, uh, meddling mage is another card they can take out of their sideboard that gives the deck a hard time. Um, so it's definitely not a walk in the park. Um, after that, I played another mirror. I've actually played against someone playing mono blue omniscience. Uh, her name, was, yeah, her name is Katie. Um, so she was she was playing the list. Uh, we actually talked a lot about the deck. <laughs> My teammate Josh was making fun of me because like we started talking about it. And I start going into like Steak and Show theory, and Josh just goes to his opponent. And he goes, "Up oh, oh, here we go. Here comes the soapbox." You <laughs> uh, can show theory, huh, Jerry? Yeah, man. There's a lot to talk about. Jesus. Come There's on. a lot to talk about. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> there is. There actually There's, is. No, Jerry, Jerry, you know that I love you, right? I, I could, love you so much. I could do a two-hour t- listen. I could you're, do t- you're better <laughs> than Sneak and Show, buddy. You're better than Sneak and it's, Show. I said this to Lawrence. I don't play. I don't even. I don't even have the highest win weight with uh, Sneak and Show. I have a far better win record with Bug Delver. I play Sneak and Show because it's the most fun deck I've ever played. It's the deck that gives me the most joy. And I play Sneak and Show because I enjoy it. I don't play Sneak and Show because I because I want to win or do well or be known for playing complex decks. I play it for me. Don't take it away yeah. from me, Pat. I, it's for me. I also 
I also like to bowl with the bumpers up, but you know, some of us <laughs> choose a little bit of a challenge, Jerry. What? Didn't you like top eight and open? With yeah. Or something? <laughs> I, I've won. I've won a lot with bugged over, but uh, it's just it's not as enjoyable. I just like doing big, dumb, stupid creatures. Just throw them in play. Throw them at my opponent's face. What's wrong with that, guys? Just why can't I be me? Why are you trying to put me in the box? I mean, all right, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so. Uh, pre pre uh, shout out uh, scoop to Katie for you know talking about uh, uh, sneak uh, show and tell. It was fun talking about a new legacy player coming in and you know picking up one of my favorite decks and I was kind of talking about everything with it. So so there. Nah. That was that was directed at you, Pat. <laughs> nice, like it, love it. Um, then I played against a guy named Hannon. Uh, Hannon Hannon. Uh, he's actually a friend of Wilson, and he was playing Wilson's uh, pile list that uh, Wilson was talking about uh, on the last brainstorm show. Um, I don't really remember much of that. Ma- it, it was kind of it was pretty close, just going back and forth, and uh, he ended up beating me one two. Um, it just kind of does what the deck does, just kind of like out outground me on uh, like counter magic that I couldn't keep up with. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then afterwards, I played against our friend Justin Lutz, uh, local. Fr- uh, he was playing Aggro Loam, which is unfortunately like a buy for Sneak and Show. Like that that matchup yeah. is so favorable, it's not even funny. They, is it just their lack of uh, interaction, and they're they're a little bit slower than? Yeah, they're than like you guys. they're like our. Sl- they're a slower Maverick deck, and it's just like so much of their deck just doesn't do anything like yeah we don't really care about chalice of the void the same way other combo decks do like yes it turns off our cantrips but our combo thread is so dense that so you know a lot of times we don't even need the cantrips and mm-hmm. then just like like they, they're very grindy and usually their only hate pieces are like a gaddock teague or a caracas and yep. it's easy for us to just kind of like play around it or just beat them before they can find their like one ofs that are uh, an answer to us so yeah it's just like it's kind of like lands like lands is another very easy matchup for the deck they just they just don't really have anything to present that you know is threatening to us sure it's like if maverick replaced all of its hate bears yeah exactly (laughs) basically take i played for i played loam one time and i lost in the finals of an event to uh, sneak a show, yeah. You you'd be surprised how little Caracas. Oh yeah, does like everyone everyone will like play Caracas, thinking it's like oh I, I'm safe as long as I have this Caracas. And sneak and show players are like right. that. Literally, just means I need to find a second red source to win the game. I think right. I'm. Uh, <laughs> they just give you a smug look, and you're like, got you good this time, and you're like, yeah. I used to play. I play one Caracas and Storm sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I remember the height of Sneak and Show. Yeah, when people want to talk about banning Show and Tell, we can go back to like, uh, I think it was like 2013 when Sneak and Show decks were running Caracas in the sideboard for the mirror match. Like, <laughs> if we get to that point, then we can start talking about, uh, you know, banning Show and Tell. <laughs> yeah, I always still throw one Caracas in like my blue black randomator list because, you know, yeah, what you exactly. Um, so yeah, that was my, that was my open experience. Uh, I didn't, I didn't come back for the classic just because it seems like such negative value. Like I don't want to give star city games 40 of my dollars to play for star city games coupons that yeah. I can use to buy overpriced star city car- games cards with. Like, it's okay. If you just want to say you weren't, you were just going to get wrecked playing sneak and show on a side event. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I just come back and just grind leagues, just make more money grinding leagues on magic online. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. 
That doesn't happen. Um, after looking at the top eight, though, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't. Did you see this classic top eight? This, yeah, can we talk about that yeah, a little bit? Yeah, this, this event was spicy. Uh, first, uh, where is it? There, uh, nope. You got start with Eldrazi post, right, is what won the classic. And this guy's actually a mud master. He top eighted um, GP... Was it New Jersey, the one that Brian Brondewin won? Uh, this guy top 80 with Mud back then, and he's had a really good finishes at other events with Mud, and he's active on Reddit. And uh, it's really, he said he brewed this deck himself, and it's kind of a cross between regular Eldrazi and Eldrazi Post, kind of in between. So you have, like, the more mid-range elements with the high end. So, yeah, he's, you know, I think if you like to play those type of decks, you should look at what this guy is doing. And he's active on Reddit, so you can even ask him questions, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Two all is dust main. That's interesting. That that they're playing uh, usually like two in the regular like uh, for what it's worth Eldrazi like Eldrazi oh, really? aggro, yeah. I will say I really like that he's playing a four thought not seer four chalice of the void three trinisphere deck, and then he's like oh yeah fuck it we'll just put uh, three mind break traps in the sideboard because you know why would you ever <laughs> yeah. want to lose a storm? <laughs> yeah, he uh, definitely came prepared to uh, beat the storm players. I mean, I that's like your absolute worst matchup, and he's just playing three mind break yeah. traps. Which I, I've I come, I've come to love Mind Break Trap. I run it in the sideboard of Sneak and Shell. That card is so good. God, you guys are sick. <laughs> I one time had a Black Red Ramator player draw fourteen in response to my uh, Infernal Tutor, and then they Mind Break Trap. You know, like, <laughs> That's just good magic right there. That's good wholesome magic. Yeah, good deck building. <laughs> um, other than that, anything else we want to say say about this Eldrazi post list? I mean, I feel like all the Eldrazi decks are on a spectrum a bit. Like, like how big do you want to go? Like, how quick and how big do you want to go? I do like the three Leyline Avoid, two Fairy Macabre split, because everyone knows that there's one thing about Leyline that you should be playing. <laughs> <laughs> <than Leyline. laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, Cyrus. Uh, also, for people who don't know, uh, Cyrus has kept me sane over the years by just sending me screenshots of him beating people playing Leyline of Sanctity and then him just <laughs> beating their ass with Storm. It's like... <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That matchup used to be like 50-50 and then they all started playing Leyline and I've probably won 90% of my matches since then. They just keep hands that are like six Lambs Leyline. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> oh like, my god, yeah. Just like, up oh, another Sneak and Show player played Leyline of Sanctity against me. It didn't work out well for him. <laughs> just... It's like every time it ever happened, I would scream. I don't. I have actually only ever lost that card, and it was. I'm friends with JPA, and it was the first time JPA ever got me with it. He went like reveal leyline, and I had zero outs, and that was the only time I've ever lost that. Oh card. man! God. Yeah, so this list is pretty cool. And then you got, like, a friend of the cast, right? Uh, Jeremy Tibbetts. Yeah, Jeremy Tibbetts. Congrats, man. Coming in with a blue-white stone blade, which uh, Gerard Fabiano was on. We've been seeing a lot of it lately. Yeah. Ooh, spicy Brightling. That's interesting. Yes, it looks like a split instead of two true name. He went one Brightling, one true name. His deck has four white sources, and he's playing Wait, yeah. I don't... uh, No, there's five... There's five oh, no, counting the yes, Caracas. That's fine. <laughs> that's I think that's more just a case of him wanting to try out a cool new card than it actually being very good. I mean, we'll have to hear from Jeremy, but uh, yeah, that does seem like kind of a low, a low white count in order for uh, you know to get the most use out of Brightling. And you got Rug Delver in third, which is cool to see that deck man come back. I'm a big fan of that deck. I actually had the first published five zero on Moto. You know. As a as a resident Rob Delver expert, only ever played fair deck. So I'm, me, 
I played one league. I played one league with it immediately. Five <laughs> yeah, I have well, not had any success. I have not had success with the deck, and that's just because I'm a I'm a very bad rug player. Um, I'm surprised. I'm a little surprised he's running two Tarmogoyf, one true name in the main. I thought like at least you should have three Tarmogoyf, but yeah, that's a little um, late. Oh, 19, 19 lands. That's kind of tech for the mirror. He's yeah, extra fetch. Yeah. Oh, this might actually have been my opponent during. Yeah, I take it back. Harlan Fear. He was actually the guy that I played. That was a uh, Wilson's friend who was on Wilson's uh, pile list. Yeah, he also uh, he also yeah, took boy. down a legacy event with Eldrazi Aggro when it first came into the format. No. Took down an SCG. Yeah, Harlan's a known. He's a yeah, known he's SCG very good. Grander. Good player. And yeah, he's blast from the past with the good old. Good old zero dual lands, you know, four fetches, five fetches in a format with Stifle and cards that deal. Yeah, what is it? Gem Palm Incinerator? No way to take advantage of that. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gem Palm Stock. It's really messed up magic card. It is um, uncountable kill a creature draw card. Yeah, it's it's one of the main reasons to run goblins, I would say. Like, that card is so (laughs) good. (laughs) Yeah, you had to play Tarfire as more of a copies. Like, this deck's playing three Tarfire still, but the new card that they have in here, I used to play goblins is uh, Goblin Trash Master, which is from M19, which is finally, like, a better Shatter Goblin. It's better yeah. than Tuck Tuck Scrapper. That uh, really helps this deck out. Deck out, And then the rest of it looks pretty stock. you got one Kiki-Jiki, one Krenko, kind of near flex slots, which are interesting. And they're playing another Yeah, I was going to say, Alpine shout out to the Alpine Moon in the sideboard. Ooh. Very cool. Yeah, I love Goblins, and it's good to see that deck doing well again. I've seen it a lot on Moto, and, you know, it's... Very terrible against Storm, but it's an awesome deck. That's just we're the better yeah, goblins. Is yeah. Alpine Moon just like a fe- like a? F- is it just like the blood like the third Blood Moon they're playing in the sideboard? Because it's probably just coming in for I imagine like the uh, Turbo Depths matchup. Am I crazy for thinking that? Yeah, or but la- I mean, even lands? it's it's much yeah, faster though. Like straight. Goblins doesn't really have any mana acceleration. Like some yeah, that's what I'm blood saying. Moon. It's like their third. It's like their third. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's like it's... it's like come down early. Um, yeah, yeah. I like to see an ancient tomb in here. It helps you cast your trash master, your matrons, your ringleaders, and your blood moons and thorns out of the sideboard. I usually played one thorn. Or yeah, one. I wouldn't yeah. mind that either. The you have you. I mean, you're curving out at four, so you could definitely make use of it. Um, I. That's the main problem with this deck is you're trying to cast four drops yep. in legacy with <laughs> four drops that aren't chase. Um, I will say, uh, I do love Pyrokinesis. That's one of my favorite red cards in the sideboard there. It's the red, the red force of will, but deals four damage. Yeah. It's the red force. will. you can discard a red card or exile a red card from your hand instead of paying its mana cost, deal four damage divided as you choose among any number of, uh, creatures. Oh, just creatures though. Do you ever play that in blue red Delver pack? I used to play one. (laughs) If it was, if it was any target, I would, I absolutely would. But if it's just creatures, then no. Yeah. You love you love going don't. I was watching you stream Rug Delver and your opponent's at like 20 and you're like, all right, I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going Pat, on? Pat secretly just wants to play Burn. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I've actually try- been trying to brew, uh, back up a new Blue Red Delver list that is missing the four probes. So I'm, I'm working on that now. Uh, I might be going a little too deep. Uh, running some main deck surgicals, but we'll, I'll let you guys know. Jesus how Christ! <laughs> just abandon Pat Prowess. Just man. go to Goblin God. Just abandon Prowess, man. No, man. Listen, listen. What you could do, Pat? You could play Goblin Guide and predict. Uh, That's a couple of like, you Goblin Guide, and then you reveal the card they have, and then you predict it off their top. Of yeah, actually, never, you're never gonna have to. You're never gonna actually do that, but like, because of that time, you can actually cast predict. Goblin Guide can't attack anymore, at least reliably. Like, I, 
I still think it's a good prowess. I think right, I still think it's a good prowess deck. There's a three drop prowess in blue and red that I think might be good enough for the deck. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It might just be jamming like two true names and two uh, two uh, preordains in there and just fucking running it. But we'll see. Ooh, we saw there's two Death Shadow decks in the top mm. 16 too. One is David Nunez, and one is probably related to Jeremy Tibbetts. It's Joseph Tibbetts, which is interesting because you kind of thought that deck would maybe replace Grixis Delver, and it's a good budget deck because you get to play the Shocklands. So a lot of uh, modern players will get to come over and play this deck. So it's playing one Underground Sea as its uh, only duel, and then the quick four correction: it's Joseph Tibblitz with an L. It may not be related. Oh, <laughs> Um, so they're probably not yeah, really good then, I yeah. was talking to uh, Smiley, Tom Smiley, the other day, and he was saying like this is like the new one of the new budget decks of choice. He thinks the Death Shadow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it's a. Competitive- I totally punted against Death Shadow on stream the other night. Where like I ta- I attacked him with like one. I think I had like one Delver, and I left back at Delver, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna bolt him in a turn here, and they're like. Oh no! It's just going to grow there. It's going to grow their death shadows. You're going to die in the swing back. I said, ah, oh, man, I had already bolted them by then. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> that it grows. I forgot that it grows their death shadows. I thought I was playing legacy, not modern. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that deck kind of died in modern. So they said, you know, why not just yeah. port it to legacy? The format that's every. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it pop up. We've seen it pop up uh, from time I to think, time. I think so. So one thing I think is is worth noting is that like death shadow is not afraid of fatal push, and if fatal push is still a card in the format, well. If Fatal Push is still allegedly a card in the format and Death Shadows are still posting up enough results, like clearly Fatal Push is not that big of a problem. I mean, the wait, look at this eight, this eighth place list has a Kes Descendant Mage. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see that? I love that. <laughs> yeah, eight. just <laughs> if you're gonna lose a sword, it's why not right? Sword. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like the biggest problem is Swords of Plowshares because I, I saw. Player had a Gurmag Angler and a Death Shadow in play. Their their opponent sorts the plowshare, the Gurmag Angler, and the Death Shadow died. <laughs> oh, when I was uh when I was grinding modern like a year ago, my friend was playing uh, a Naya deck that played four Fiery Justice, which is the Naya colors like green, green, white, red. Deal five damage to target creature, and then target player target opponent gains five life. And he played the Ice Age version because it was time-shifted. And every time I ever saw him cast, his opponent would be like, all right, I need to call a judge. There's no way this card's legal and modern. Because so often you kill a Gurmag, kill a Death Shadow, and it's like a huge blowout. But Swords is just that for one. Yeah, time. exactly. Um, I mean, I, I think it's it's cool. It's definitely a, a cheap deck. I would say it's probably one of the better budget decks. Like, I'd rather play this over Burn, wouldn't you guys? Yeah. And Blue Red yeah, Delver exactly. Sucks, I mean, so. no, no one in their right mind would play Blue Red Delver. The only deck worse than that's Dredge, so hopefully Pat doesn't play it. <laughs> I have been enjoying Dredge quite a bit lately, I'm not gonna lie. It's so fun to click to click things, you get free creatures, and it's just you can kill people on turn three. It's it's wonderful. And yeah, wait till you, you play it in paper. Moto. Yeah, I played I played Dredge on Moto and I'm like, oh this is awesome, and then I try to play it in paper, I'm like, no, I'm never doing this again. This was miserable. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do like how people like to talk about how Dredge is hard because all the triggers, and I've played that deck. Like, I think if you own LEDs, it's like free to own the deck. It's like if the triggers are the hardest part of your no, deck, it's, you're probably gonna have a pretty it's easy it's not time. Like, it's not that it's remember. difficult. It's just you're just doing so much, and it's just like I play Magic because I like interacting and. Uh, <laughs> I, what? Yeah, exactly. You play sneak. Show, yeah. You. I, I choked on page. my words. I choked. I play magic because I, I like play magic because I like to interact. <laughs> <laughs> Playing. Pay, pay I like. Yeah, I like drawing cards and cast. I like. I, I'll change it to. I like casting spells. Dredge, sure. you're not like. 
You're not you casting spells. You're just literally just like counting things up. We're like, all right, I got this. It, it playing dredge. I feel is kind of like playing uh, like guessu or Piction or not Pictionary. Uh, what's the card? Uh, like the matching game where you have to like turn the cards over and if they have the same picture. You match them up and you get the point. You know that strip poker. <laughs> Where you play sneak and show? Where you play <laughs> That's not. It's different. <laughs> Anyways, oh, the point I'm, I'm is secretly, right now. I'm actually looking at prices for of LEDs on TCG Play right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you building Storm? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean maybe. Like that's the most expensive part of Storm too, right? Besides the besides the undergrounds. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Only hmm. two hundred bucks. That's not bad. It is indeed, and. Volcanic island. Well, I have vo- I have volcanics. And tropical island. And- I have volcanics. Yeah. Oh, you're fine. Uh, hmm. Well, you can just have my LEDs, you know, because storm is dead. Oh yeah, I guess people are just gonna be giving them away, right? Or, like- or on moto. Yeah, it's been you know you know de- dead deck format format <laughs> solved. <sighs> oh brother. Uh, other than that, anything else spicy from uh, this list? I mean, this this was a sweet uh, tournament. It looks like. Oh, I found this set of LEDs for 200 bucks, and they're all HP+. Plus. <laughs> they look like shit. I want them. Wait, $200 for a play set of LEDs? No, no, they're 200 bucks each. Oh. But they're all fucking wow. trash. I love it. <laughs> what? I feel like you're overpaying. I don't know. There's no better way to play Dredge than just to have... <laughs> I feel... Well, who knows? If I, really, if I really feel like I'm smart, I'll, I'll play Storm. I feel I'll never own LEDs because I can never get over the fact that I didn't buy them at like twenty five dollars. Like, yeah, they're one of those cards where I'm like, yeah, I don't really want that card, and I just never yeah. bothered to pick them up, and now I can never go back. Unless yeah, the best part about Storm is you're playing a combo deck and you get to talk shit about all the other combo players for not being smart, and you know, <laughs> that too. I generally dislike uh, Storm players in uh, you know every aspect. So, <laughs> yeah, we are we are we are all awful people. It's like, what, like we always complain about Eldrazi. Like sometimes I'll be streaming and I'll be complaining about when my opponent goes like turn one. I have a good place. Like Eldrazi and passes. And I'm like, man, this stupid fucking deck. And I just draw a turn one. Turn one. And I'm like, it's just, they're just like not even trying to interact with their opponent. They're just playing all these stupid cards. And it's just I don't know why anyone would want to play that. As I'm like casting dark rituals and my opponent has nothing they can do about it. I ha- I have to catch myself. Or reanimator players are always like turn oneing you, and like as I'm turn oneing them, like through through it. Unmasked, you know? uh, and then they play a Chalice of the Void on one, and you call them an ape. <laughs> yeah, you call them an ape, and then you turn one them with Cabal Rituals and Lotus Petals, and you're yeah, that was really skilled in me. I just looked at my seven cards, and they killed you. I had to really make a lot of you know, I had to do the math. You know, look at me counting. I mean, counting to ten is the hardest part of the deck. <laughs> It is. Sometimes I miscount. I, it's funny. I love it when a storm player miscounts. I will. That is my secret shot in Freuden. Uh, I do take pleasure when a storm player miscounts and has to go uh, past turn. <laughs> you look at the look on their face. It's just like oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like sorry, man, but I feel really good right now that I am not dead. <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes it just doesn't even matter. Like I've had people like miscount, and I know they're like I know they're doing it wrong because I play the deck, and I'm like watching. Them, I'm like this doesn't work, and they're like, oh man, I guess I have to ponder. Her. <laughs> just kill you anyways. <laughs> uh, man, awesome. Uh, so, kind of takeaways uh, from from the open and the team event. What do we What do we kind of think uh, about meta shaping up? I think it's really good to be playing a proactive Agreed. deck right now. I think Sneak and Shows is a good choice. Um, 
I also think Rug Delver is a fine choice. I know Pat and I both haven't been doing incredibly well with it, but I think that if you are going to be playing that deck, playing a lot of Tarmogoyfs yep. and just killing people is a good place to be. Obviously, Storm and other proactive decks in a good place. Um, and then to kind of next level that, you can look at Death and Taxes, which also did fairly well, which is a deck that's very good against Rug Delver and Sneak and Show. You know, and- people argue that, but I think you can build your Death and Taxes list to be good against Sneak and Show. Um, and it's historically a bad matchup, even with on. Oh yeah, I mean, it's this, still this is why I'm trying to go level three, guys. Do you see what I'm saying? This is why I'm trying to go Cosmos Brain and play Blue Red Delver again because my Sneak and Show matchup and my Death and Taxes matchup are both favorable, and I like it. And uh, and I can't get yeah. I can't get wastelanded by a rug because I played four basics. Right. <laughs> Got him good. They'll probably never Pat, stay Are you or are you not running Wizards Lightning? Oh. <laughs> oh my god, Pat, I can't wait until you have your thunder <laughs> Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's all right. We'll just put it back on top of the deck. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. That, that, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, I have there's a there's a uh uh oh, what's that card I was talking about the other day in Blue Red Delver? It like it like puts a card from your graveyard back on top of your library. It's great. Oh no, yeah, it's like a it's a creature. People are actually talking about running Noxious Revival and Sneak and Show. I'm like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah, people say a lot yeah. of dumb things in that room. One time I was like, I was like, hey, you guys thought about playing Dark Confidant? And they're like, no, we don't play any black. Men. I don't like that that was their concern, not, not the fact that they play four. I have teams. played Dark Confidant in Sneak and Show before. I don't know. <laughs> actually, it wasn't. It was Tin Fins. It was. It was Grixis Tinfins, and I it's, played. It's, uh, I played Dark Confidant. <laughs> it's more defendable in Tinfins, though, because you're only playing one Emrakul. Right, you're not playing the full four. <laughs> it's still um, stupid, but oh, but trust me, it, it feels like a lot. More it does. <laughs> just fifteen yourself. You like look at it and just scoop. You don't even like show your opponent. You just now, let's go to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I go for the reaction. I flip it over. <laughs> Well, the cyborg plan—the cyborg plan for Tinfins used to be that you played like the cyborg bobs, and then you also played a tendrils to cyborg out your Emrakul when you cyborged in your three bobs. And I thought that was lame, so I just played another bob instead of tendrils and just left them all. Yeah, the same that's that's how you got to do it. That's that's. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Take fifteen? Probably. Uh, odds are in your favor. I mean, the odds are always in your favor, right, Pat? Uh, yeah, sure. You're not playing Tinfins to not blind flip. Jeez. Um, yeah, I, I'll agree. I would say uh, format still feels, you know, Wilson's favorite catchphrase. Uh, format feels wide open. Um, it does feel like, you know, you can play pretty much every anything you want. You might not necessarily do well. I mean, we do. We are seeing a lot of just kind of like bad decks, but it's fun. You know, the kind of horse and pony show of everyone kind of trotting out their their pet decks that aren't very good, but they feel it's like, hey, it's a brave new world. You know, might, might as well shake the dust off and try it out. So even if, you know, this meta doesn't stick around, I, I do love playing in this current meta of just, you know, random stuff and seeing things you don't usually see before we kind of settle into what the new meta is going to look like. Yeah, it turns out three mana win the game is pretty good when people are trying to bring, you know, some bar. <laughs> I mean, that's that's beside the point. I also appreciate that my favorite deck is very well positioned right now, but that's that's beside the yeah, point. Yeah, this is why Jerry's singing like like a whole new world from Aladdin. He's loving this meta right now. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> He's before like, we started <laughs> playing, before we started playing, I was saying how I wanted to put Aggro Loan back together because I also love playing that deck. That deck's so much fun, except when it's playing against Sneak and Show. Sneak and Show. <laughs> well, that's a really good meta call because if you're playing Aggro Loan, then that's one <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm increasing my odds in multiple ways. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Um, I also really want to dust off my Goblin Welders. Goblin Welders, one of my favorite card, and uh, now that Deathrite Shaman's gone, that that card could actually. Uh, 
you know, make a comeback a little bit. And by comeback, I mean... Yeah, dude, Jack Kitchen has been doing well with Red White Painter, like the creator of yeah. that deck. He's been playing on Moto at late 26, and yeah. he's been doing pretty well. I know, because he plays four main deck, others one can. Oh my god, that's awesome. I gotta get his latest list then. <laughs> Yeah, I thought seized him and took Aethersworn Cannonist, and I was like, cool, he usually just plays one as a delight into your target, and he untapped and played Aethersworn Cannonist for turn. Game one. Oh, man. I love it when it feels like your opponent's pre-boarded against you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy, uh, he used to play Storm, too, and he turned 2 me or something. Turned 3 me on a mold of 2 once. He just had, his hand was like, land, dark ritual, and he just drew darker <laughs> and I don't care. Gonna kill you. Mold of 2. Yeah. He's also like he's the he's the reason that Dredge had a resurgence. He won a classic with Dredge and wrote a really great tournament report on the source. Uh, I think his name's Captain Cook on the source, and you guys, anyone who hasn't read it, should go read that. So he's very. If there's LEDs in the deck, he'll be playing it. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I gotta get that list, Pat. I'm gonna need you to buy. Uh... It's time for that Savannah raffle, boys. Let's do it, <laughs> Jerry. What are we doing? <laughs> how many? How many do we have? How many entries? <laughs> I did have a thought, but it's okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We got that rap air horn. <laughs> Let's do it. Is is that a is that an app on your phone, Pat? Maybe. <laughs> she, it's yeah, only reason he got the phone. Uh, Pat, I'm gonna need you to choose a number between one and two hundred and seventy-three. Good job, right, guys. Two hundred seventy-three. Right, we're, we're gonna generate a number here. Number seventy-two. Number 72. Uh, I'm counting and counting. Justin yeah, Lutz. You oh. literally you just ruined it, Pat. You are the anticlimax. <laughs> Did it. Nailed it. <laughs> Congratulations, Justin Lutz. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Pat. Uh, Justin Lutz. Lutz. <laughs> I can't even talk. Justin, congrats. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably just hand off the Savannah to you because uh, you seem to be at every legacy event ever. I feel Justin has been at uh, every event I've been to in like the last six months. Hell yeah. So Congrats, Justin. I hope he's listening to this episode so he can claim his prize. Otherwise, if you don't get, to, if you don't get in touch with us, I'm going to say we're going to give you seven days. And at the end of the seven days, you don't get a hold of us. Seven days. Savannah. Seven days starting seven days. now. So you seven actually have like... <laughs> 48 hours upon listening to it. Seven days, seven points. If you, give us, you have to give us seven reasons why you deserve the Savannah. He already won the raffle, Pat. Yeah, but you have to give us reasons to give it to you, too. <laughs> Justin, uh, hit, hit me up, bud. Uh, you know, I can mail it out to you or uh, uh, see if you're going down to Richmond. Uh, speaking of, you guys going to Richmond? When is Richmond? It's soon, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, end of August. August. Uh, it's a Friday GP, yeah. and I live on the West Coast, and I'm starting my new job that month, I'm, so I can't imagine. I'm just also, doing, starting, I'm also starting my new GP. job in August, so it's probably a no for me. However, uh, we're actually working the same place. <laughs> we're both living in <laughs> The pay is terrible, but the benefits are great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You you Jerry. You're welcome, guys. I splurged for dental. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do have another tournament coming up, Jerry, that I wanted to just mention on the cast because there isn't a set date yet. But it's one that I fully intend to go to. Uh, our friend Jeremy from uh, Missouri MTG on Twitter is hosting another uh, legacy event. It's going to be capped at 200 players, but I believe it's a duel for 40 duels, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, capping it. 
<laughs> apparently, well, apparently it's 2012 all over again. The meta looks like it's 2012. Tournaments look like they're 2012. Listen, yeah. If you're if you're if you're giving out 40 duels in a 200 person tournament, I am in. Hell yeah, that is sick value. It's in uh, St. Louis. Yep. And uh, my friend Curtis from the Spike Feed said he will happily show us the places to uh, eat eat barbecue down there. So. We going, Jerry. We going. We going. We going big. We t- we're taking this on a on a. We're taking a field trip. Maybe we'll even do some like podcasting with with uh with uh with Curtis and uh, and uh, Cameron. That'd be sweet. That'd Hell great. yeah! Is Curtis Dean Solver? <laughs> no, no, different. Uh, Curtis and Cam- uh, uh Curtis and Cameron from the Spike Feed. They're uh, one of the longest running podcasts. Certainly one of the ones I've been listening to the longest. Uh, they're fantastic. They talk a lot about legacy and modern oh, cool. and, and a little bit of standard too. And uh, yeah, they're just. I haven't heard. Oh, they're fantastic. They're really great. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we're going to be going down to that tournament. I, I, as long as it's on a Saturday, uh, I am 100% in. So I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. Sweet. Plus, I like 200-person tournaments over large GPs. Oh, yeah. I'll take a 200-person tournament over a 10,000-person tournament. Any especially day especially when there's good barbecue on the line. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, St. Louis barbecue. Hell yeah, like you, yes. You scrub out and you're still getting barbecue. Like, I'm a winner in that. Like, doesn't matter how that happens. <laughs> Pat's gonna purposely sc- scrub out. Pat, I have seen Pat at tournaments purposely scrub out so he can have an excuse to go home. Yeah, didn't he beat you for like day two in an event? <laughs> no, no, I was... beat him. What happened was Pat said he was gonna scoop to me if we got paired. We get paired, and he makes me play it out, so I beat him anyways. <laughs> but the entire time I was beating him, I was operating under the impression that he was gonna scoop to me no matter what. So I was just playing oh, like. Man. Super Listen, loose. Go back to the last <laughs> SCG Worcester cast. Jerry is absolutely fabricating this entire story. I had told what I had told him was look, look. If we get mad, I was like six zero at the time, I think, and I didn't even want to be there. I was not interested in being in that tournament at all. And I went like I went like I think I was went from six zero to like seven and two, but I did not care because I didn't want to be there. I was so disappointed to be playing Legacy that day. It was terrible. Then I had to go back for day two. It was miserable. Yeah. I hated it. Deathrite Shaman will do that to people, Pat. It's a great thing that it's. It gone. wasn't. De- I was playing Blue Red Delver. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, like, we were playing I ate Grixis right. decks. Blue Red eats Grixis alive. It's not, it's not even close. It just wasn't fun. Yeah, Price Progress is. It wasn't good. fun. Oh, Price Progress is a wonderful card. Whew. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Well, before we get out of here, is there anything else we want to cover before uh, we get into scoops and poops? I'm good. I think I All think right. we did a great job. We did. All right, Jerry. Who are you scooping in this week, Jerry? Uh, I mean, I definitely got a scoop in uh, Josh and Vincent for being my uh, my teammates. Um, <laughs> even though uh, you know we didn't do that well, uh, it was still just fun, just kind of hang out with everyone. And also, Josh Alexander, thank you for giving me credit. He re- he went back through the archives and reanimated the thread where I said Arcane Artisan was going to be a great card. Yeah. So I appreciate it, Josh. At least that someone was really cares. Funny. That was really funny. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Josh. Uh, what about you, Cyrus? Uh, I'm going to be scooping in the team over at the EpicStorm.com. That deck went from being kind of a fringe deck a couple of years ago to being really a tier one force. And uh, I'm going to scoop in specifically Bryant while also messaging or mentioning Jasper and AJ and Anthony and all the other writers over there because uh, it seems like whenever Bryant gets into a top eight, he seems to win it. So I guess he's a smart person to scoop in. Good. <laughs> put put your money to work. Uh, what what about you, Pat? 
Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to scoop in. First of all, all the awesome people who have been coming to my stream. The streams, like, you know, before I, I got, you know, maybe a dozen viewers at most, but I've been averaging like 35, 40 people every stream, which has been really fantastic, especially because um, at best a mediocre legacy player and at and, and been playing like uh, <laughs> Dredge sometimes, uh, Rug Delver really poorly. So people have been great stopping in and saying hi. I really appreciate it. It's been awesome to a stream for all you guys. Um, also, want to scoop in. Um, our newest patron, Matt Hackbert. Uh, I actually got to meet him out in Vegas. He was uh, he showed me his uh, foil. I believe it was a foiled out Tinfin's deck, which is pretty sweet. Um, but thank you for uh, for joining the Patreon family. We really appreciate it. And uh, if you want to support the show, you can find us on patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. Uh, also, uh, scoop in to you, Cyrus. Thanks for coming on, man. I am super excited that you started your own podcast. I think it's fantastic. The more content that's out there, the better. So please, uh, if you listen to this cast, make sure you tune in and subscribe to uh, the Top Down Legacy podcast. Yeah, thank you. At Ma- Matthew Hapert was actually my first ever subscriber on Twitch, so that guy is awesome and likes to support the Legacy community. And now I'm up to yes, 20 subs, which is crazy for a small channel. Dude, good for you, man. That's amazing. And I got like 10,000 bits this month, too. It's been going well. Sick. Sweet. Uh, I gotta ride your guys' coattails and just not do any of the work, but just come on your streams. That's, yeah, we should do a. Uh, let's do the Legacy stream on Friday. Jerry, Jerry you are, are you gonna be around Friday, Jerry? <laughs> uh, I think I'm around on Friday. Yeah, all right. Well, be. let's plan on doing a stream then on Friday because uh, I'll be free Friday. I'm busy. I'm busy Wednesday night. I'm busy Thursday night, but I think I have some time Friday to, to squeeze you in. So, oh, thanks, Pat. I'm, you're you're so gracious. Listen, so. listen, man. I work two jobs, and I'm training outside. <laughs> I'm training now. Back to training again, and my kids training too. So, we busy, man. We got a busy family. We busy. Yep. Uh, but yeah. So actually, if you are listening to this on release day, as I know many of you guys do, uh, yeah, check out tonight for a stream. I'm gonna make yeah, promises. Twitch.com/slash leaving a legacy. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, all right, poops. Pat, you got a poop? Uh, Honestly, not really, other than, like, myself, because I'm really bad at playing uh, non-Blu-Red Delver decks. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of poops. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the format right now. I think it's great. I think people are great. I think uh, all this new content coming out is fantastic. Shout out Again, shout out to Cyrus and shout out to our friends Tom and uh, Ian for starting the, the Dead Format podcast, which is, like, I think my favorite, <laughs> like, title for a podcast ever because the episodes start, hello, welcome to the Dead Format. It's just so good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. We've got all this new content, all these new, all this new legacy stuff coming out, new format, fresh format. just feels good, man. It feels, feels like, uh, I don't know, it's just great. It's great. Well, great, that's, great, that's, great. that's good. I'm going to need you to increase your fiber t- uh, intake and uh, come back with a better one for, uh, for next week, but uh, I'll accept that for this week. <laughs> Thanks, thank you. Thank you. Uh, what about you? Animusel? Yeah, is this get a on new that. Thing you guys are doing on the show. What? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, scoops and poops. Uh, so we we had a request. People people thought we were uh, too happy. Did you just squirt whipped cream into your mouth while we were recording that? Uh, that, was that, the, what... uh, that was the, the movie horn. <laughs> I thought you were just doing a whipped cream shot in the middle of this recording. No, it hasn't gotten that bad yet. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, Cyrus, it's it's the new thing. Uh, g- give us something that you're not a fan of. Uh, poops goes to Wilson Hunter, who proclaims Storm to be dead on the Brainstorm show, and then it immediately wins the Open the, that weekend, so... Um, you know, for someone that is a legacy expert, he seems a little out of touch since he was top-beating GPs five years ago. 
<laughs> oh man, shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> and if you guys want to listen to a good legacy analysis uh, podcast, you can ignore the brainstorm show. You know, have leaving a legacy for your fun. Go head over to Top Down Legacy, and you'll you know actually learn something. Get Wilson Hunter out of here. <laughs> He was a staunch defender of Deathrite Shaman, so I'm okay with this. <laughs> I will say this. I went with Wilson Hunter to a baseball game, and um, my friend dropped his french fries, and I watched Wilson Hunter eat them off the ground. So <laughs> if you guys are trusting Wilson Hunter, I'm not anything. I have a video of this. I watched him eat we're, french fries off the ground. He, he, very, he dresses very sharply for a trash man, so. He did. He, he uh, yeah, he was, we were drinking a lot of beers, and there's some french fries involved, and. We were sitting in actually the last possible row of the baseball stadium, and there was 30 seats in front of us with no one in them. <laughs> oh, my God. That <laughs> I'm going to need to see video of that. I, I can't no. picture that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, there was a family watching him do it, and he did it like four or five times. And his, you know. So, yeah. So, if you guys want you know, to learn I mean, about how to eat french fries off the ground, then <laughs> <laughs> the brainstorm show if you want I mean, to learn how to play legacy head over to top down legacy <laughs> wilson does just like value i mean those ballpark french fries are expensive that's that's it was dara, dara. dara's the one that dropped the french fries oh dara dropped fries off the ground oh jeez <laughs> dara you gotta hold on to those french fries man yeah he, he likes to run everywhere he goes and he just fell on the stairs running up to the absolute <laughs> nosebleeds of the stadium and, and then wilson was like oh it's okay just delete your fries <laughs> In my mind, I'm picturing that you guys didn't go together. You all just separately arrived at this baseball stadium. Yeah, this person that lives on like the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. like three people that live in California. Like, if if you if any of you had like a CIA tale, they would be convinced you guys were a secret agent meeting. It's just like, oh, these people who live all over the country have no connection to each other. That we like didn't go to school together, never lived in the same town, never worked together. Yet they all gather at this ballpark to eat French fries off the ground. Yeah. Something weird is in going the top on row here. of the stadium, as far away from any other human being as possible. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't that... even see the game. <laughs> this legit sounds like a secret information handoff. <laughs> yeah, they trusted me to buy the tickets, and that was their first mistake because I went to the absolute cheapest option on StubHub. <laughs> good, good. Uh, all right, my poops for this week: team tournaments, guys. I'm not a fan. Really? What? It's because you don't have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh i guess i'll i guess i'll bring here's a pile of standard cards that are legal i'll just play these no Team no tournaments are great they let you play legacy in a real format and also hang out with your buds like so all right team playing legacy in a team tournament is better than not playing legacy at all but it is the last way i would like to play magic like I hang out with my friends anyways at tournaments. That's why I go to tournaments. And usually when you go to, like, legacy tournaments, it's all full of other legacy players. Like, this event, I was just like, I don't recognize any of these people. These are all, like, standard and modern players. And it's just, like, it puts a lot of pressure on, you know, you you and your teammates relationship because it, i saw a lot of teams that, that were like close to tears like there's always that one person on the team like luckily my team was was awesome like we were all laid back and chill but i was seeing teams and people were complaining about team uh their teammates who were just like taking it way too seriously and just like blaming their uh teammates for how they were doing and i just i don't think it's a very good way to play magic well, that's also, fair, yeah, for GP Santa Clara, I teamed up with uh, Hans Jacob Goddick, who's the Eternal Weekend winner, and also Jack Kendall, who's a expert elves player, plays on Moto and won a bunch of CFB events. 
And that was kind of stressful. We all kind of got in arguments. We also made the Eternal, like, the Legacy World Champion play standard, even though he flew out from Denmark to play in the tournament. So that was a horrible mistake. I mean, it didn't even day two. So it, it can definitely be stressful. Yeah, and that's the other thing is, like, usually Legacy players hang out with other Legacy players and modern players hang out with modern players. Like, do you know how hard it was to find, like, a standard? Like, I have a podcast in which I asked our thousands of listeners for a standard player, and I barely scraped by. Like, Vincent came out. And he literally said, it's like, I like playing Magic over not playing Magic, so I guess I'll play Standard for you. Like, if it was that difficult for me to find a Standard player, I don't understand how these people do it if they're, like, scrambling to put a team together. Yeah, I, um, I play over 100 matches of Legacy every single week, and I'm the modern player for my team. Cyrus, if people want to follow you, where can they follow you on Twitter? And uh, what's your... <laughs> You're not leaving that entire political rant in there, yeah, are you? Please take that out as someone who's playing to work in politics. Please do not have that. Yeah. That's my job and my degree, and I don't want to have any connections to strange legacy podcast where we talk about communism and I'm trying to elect people to campaign. First of all, I'm all about... I'm, I'm more about... I'm more about socialism than communism per se. That's fine. I'm extremely liberal. I just also... It's my job. No, you cannot I'm call... In- you cannot call... In a public forum, Pat, like a recorded, <laughs> not like admissible, and admissible guilty, to court. I said when he's guilty, in a, in a like, and he goes to trial and is presumed guilty by a jury of his peers. He should be. I don't see why that's controversial. Leave All right, alone. so so back to team events. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm pooping on team events because uh, I just I'd, I'd rather just play a regular legacy event. I don't want to deal with the hassle of team, and also just because like I don't know anything about standard or modern. It's like you can help your teammates when your game's done. It's like <laughs> I I don't know what standard. I'm like. Je- and you know, uh, you know, you know playing sneaker show. Jerry's the first. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, just like Jerry's my, my only advice. Game. He's like he's looking at modern. He's looking at standard. And he just like he like gives it a shrug and gets up and goes to get a sandwich. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. It's like my, the literally the only advice I gave to my team, either teammate, the entire team event was don't forget to make your land drop for turn. Literally the only advice. And also, I don't want it. Like uh, Josh tried to give me advice. Like, don't you tell me what to do. You, you, st- you still focus on your own game. I know what I'm doing over here. You, you, I, you I stay out of this. I so much Moto that when I won that 4K, I missed a land drop twice in that tournament, moving to discard, discarding a land on turn two. <laughs> twice in that tournament. Those were two of my... And then I lost a daze the next turn one of the times because I didn't play the next land and play. Uh, yeah. Hey, Storm's a hard deck. You got to think of a lot of things like, you know... Yeah, after counting... After counting to ten, remembering to make your land drop is the second hardest part of the storm deck. <laughs> it's like anytime there's ever like any amount of creatures on a table, like when I have to empty the warrants, I'm just like, oh god damn it. <laughs> there's so many creatures in play. I can't do crump combat <laughs> <laughs> Uh so yeah, pooping on team events. I just want a regular legacy event. Just Star City Games, just give me regular legacy. And not that bullshit classic where I play for coupons. Yeah, I mean, I get. I don't know. I've never been big into the to- into the coupons either, but it's a, it's a way to get prizes out there. I guess I don't know. I don't really have strong feelings either way. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Yeah, I know it really sucks that you guys have Star City Games on the East Coast and are always getting events when we have actually have not had a Star City Games event in the last four years. You get yeah, CSB. You, You're Channel you Fireball territory. Back off, man. Yeah, that that store holds eighty people in it. Really. Yeah, well, I, they, they moved stores, so the one I won was the last oh. one that had over 100 people. It was 126, yep. and now it's like they have them, like, once, one to two times a year, and it's, like, 80 people. Sicom- so Sicomble Brags. 
yeah, you know, no big deal. No sports uh-huh. at Walmart. <laughs> they put a uh, they put a uh, they put twelve hundred dollars straight into my CFB account because uh, the judge was giving us a long winded speech about how if we don't split, he's going to deck check every single person. And I interrupted him and told him, you know, no splits. And then you won because it's bad EV to split if you know you're better than everyone there. <laughs> you never split. For, you play it out. You never shout split. out for shout out to it, Bryant for uh, winning his second open and no split in the top eight against his teammates' wishes. And then he told him that you're welcome for uh, hell yeah. It all. <laughs> <laughs> no splits, kill them all. Oh, that's uh, oh, I lo- ooh, is that is that allowed though? Like that that kind of feels shady. The judge uh, encouraging people to split like that, like if you like, and not just like encouraging, like well, threatening a, them. Look, that's the thing, man. Look, that, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. Oh, yeah, another listen. one <laughs> for for our listeners at home. We've already had to delete one of Pat's <laughs> tangents because it got a little too colorful. God, I hope to God we deleted that. <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> also, Pat's in charge of editing, so we both really hope he deleted that rant. <laughs> It will make it, and I, pro- I wouldn't do that. If it was just Jari and I, it would be going in, but Cyrus is oh, I can't do that to Cyrus. <laughs> Cyrus literally, for our listeners at home, Cyrus literally had to tell Pat, I fear for my future job security <laughs> if you leave that rant in this post. This is accurate. <laughs> so please, Pat, go off on a tangent, and let's see where no, this one all goes. All I'm going to say is that, look, uh, judges are human, just like everyone else. They have their own vested interest in the tournament. That guy probably just wanted to get out of there early. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. But also, like, I like that the tournament. So the tournament started at like ten in the morning, and it was like eight p.m. And people were like, "Oh, let's go home." You know, I'm tired. And I'm like, "Dude, you know, you sign up for a twelve-hour commitment, and you're upset about an extra hour." I mean, I so I, in that tournament, I killed my opponent in the finals on turn one after he thought sees me. I'm like, "Don't worry, you're gonna be here for like fifteen minutes. Just sit down and take ten drills." And I'm just like, "What are you? What are you I don't know. People are. That's like the same people. People always talk about like sportsmanship and magic too, and I think that's funny. Like. People are always like, oh, well, when I was a kid, you know, I played baseball and they made me ch- shake each other's pa- hands. And I'm like, yeah, because you were like eight years old and your parents would hit you if you didn't shake your opponent's hand. There's no such, you know, magic needs more villains. <laughs> and you and Bryant are happy to fill that role. <laughs> yeah, I talk so much trash, you know. I, I got the Oracle text for Bold War Intimidator in the top eight of that while I was about to put tendrils on the stack. And then I had the judge read it to my opponent and then I cast tendrils. And the Oracle of that text of that card is that cowards can't block warriors. Magic's, magic needs more <laughs> You did not do that, did you? Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I, was playing, I was playing the Stormmere, and I cast Cabal Therapy, and then I tanked on what to name, called a judge, got Oracle Text on Boulder Intimidator, and then cast it. Oh, that is savage. That is absolute savage. Yeah, magic needs more villains. It's fun to root for villains or root against them. You know, I'm happy to be it. I like to be the heel. Good. Heel's I mean, a the power- heels- it's a powerful position, man. Yeah, yeah. heels... He'll always get the uh, the coolest action figures too, like Darth That's Vader. <laughs> well, yeah. Darth Vader's not a heel; he's a villain. But you don't you don't play Tendrils of Agony in your deck to be a hero. It's true. Yeah, you play show and tell to be a hero. Yep, that's really keeping the Yeah, if you want to just like give, be giving away free wins all day, sure. That, that's the kind of people, thing you want to be. People call me like the Robin Hood of Legacy. That's Who's what I like. No, literally <laughs> no one's ever called you that, Jerry. <laughs> Lots the strangest of people. thing anyone's ever put in off show and tell against you. Uh, I've had Monkey Cage put in off of me, but I put in Omniscience, and it was, I it, it was okay. Bio. Did you know that? <laughs> you caused a Monkey the, Cage bio? I was the one that suggested that. I told everyone I knew that Monkey Cage was really good, and then the Goblins players, I told them all about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then there was a buyout on SCG in, like, in like TTG player Monkey Jeez. Cage. Oh, and then God. Callum, that's one of my favorite all-time Callum trolls on the Sneak and Show page, is he said, he said, and I quote, do I probe first to check for monkeys? And I laugh every time I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Callum is the one we delete the most posts from. 
such a lovable guy? Uh, me and Callum have a hate, hate, slightly love relationship. That's how I like to describe it. <laughs> do I do I probe first to check for monkeys? Uh, sometimes sometimes he trolls me too hard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had monkey cage get put into play. Uh, oh, actually, I think probably the weirdest is Pelincron. Someone like put in Pelincron <laughs> and like untapped all their lands. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. You got that. Jeez, <laughs> is that the six man on tap six islands or untap six lands? It's seven, seven, man four, seven with oh, seven ETBs, you untap seven lands, then you can pay two blue, blue and return to your hand. That's the so one. It's an infinite combo with high tide. If you have six lands in play, right. or if you have sneak and black and sneak attack in play, I think it's an infinite combo with four islands or something. No. No, it's five. If you have five lands in play, it's infinite mana with sneak attack. Jeez. Speaking of cards you could play in sneak and show, Jerry, you could infinite combo with Palancron sneak attack and then cast your Emrakul. Yeah, I mean, that'd be really cool, or I could just win the game. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... You, <laughs> yeah, if you want to do the easy thing, Jerry, don't you want to make it a difficult deck to play? If, if yeah, you you're right. Game, you just, if you could win the game, you would just not play sneak and show, you just play a real deck. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right, man. You're right. <laughs> I was actually thinking, man, we could throw we could throw Lightning Greaves in the deck with Arcane Artisan. So you put yeah. Lightning Greaves on Arcane Artisan to protect it. And then when you find the creature, you make the token and then move the uh, Lightning Greaves from Arcane Artisan to the token, giving the token haste. So you That's can just attack already that a turn. deck. It's called Mud, and it does that with Metalworker. <laughs> yeah, but we could do this with Grizzlebrand instead, and that would be way better. <laughs> Why not just play Metalworker? You reveal, reveal all four Lotus and right there you got some amount of mana yeah no but but grizzle brands draw seven draw seven pay seven draw seven it's the mantra of legacy <laughs> i won a game of legacy this week because my opponent didn't know grizzle brand had an ability <laughs> they, uh, they were playing blue black they were playing blue black reanimator and i went cast infernal tutor with uh four mana floating storm count was nine and they were at 20 life and had a grizzle brand in play and they said all right resolves did they just were they playing like a budget list without force of wills nope, they had it they didn't know grizzle brand had an ability Come on. How people... They, uh, they were very nice. That is the second time in my life that's happened to me. I had an opponent at a GP not know that Grizzlebrand had an ability. I lost that match. They revealed... Le- these... Actually, they were playing... They are playing Hypergenesis. And then game three, they revealed Leyline Sanctity. That's the one time I... One of the only times I lost that card. You should play Hypergenesis. I, I, I have no comment. I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> I have played Hypergenesis. I actually played, uh, I wrote an article about it. Jerry, was Hypergenesis the hardest part of the deck? No, it was uh, when Asphratold was spoiled. I made uh, Hypergenesis (laughs) Asphratold in Legacy. How'd that work? I think I read that article. It was bad. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks. (laughs) Why do I come on here again? (laughs) I can't. I can't. Uh, All right. Well, we're running a little bit long, so we're going to have to get out of here, but. Uh, Cyrus, if someone wants to follow you on Twitter or they want to follow your stream, where can they find you, man? Yeah, so they... I recently started tweeting a lot and letting people know when I stream at twitter.com slash MTG, and then I stream at twitch.tv slash cyruscg. You can find me on Moto, The Source, uh, anywhere I'd want you to find me at cyruscg, and if you can't <laughs> find me there, I'll be on Facebook at Cyrus Corman Gill, and feel free to send me a message to talk about Legacy, um, I know nothing about other formats, but if you want to talk about Storm, I'm always happy to help out. I have a full sideboard guide. You know, always happy to Skype with you, whatever. You know, I don't do much Sick. else. So. Sick. Uh, uh, and also, you can find me at Top Down Legacy anywhere that you could find a Legacy podcast. So, shout outs to my co caster, Eric Virgo. And yeah, so. Uh, now, is that, that going to be weekly if, or bi weekly? Sorry. Uh, it's bi weekly every other week. Yes. 
it's that one. Awesome. <laughs> but bi- bi- actually, actually means bi- every other yeah, week means or either twice or. a week. It yeah, does. biweekly Which is, means twice a week, right? But people always say biweekly to mean. Well, biweekly. No, it, it means it means both. it means both. Isn't that stupid? What? Wow, that is so so stupid. Yeah, That's why I get confused. English, well, the English language is so dumb. I actually got in an argument with someone when they're like, "Oh, you said biweekly. That means twice a week." I said, "No, of course it doesn't mean twice a week. It means every <laughs> other week." And then I looked at the definition, and I was wrong, and I was very mad. Stupid uh, goes, English yeah, language. Either way. Uh, also, yeah. Cyrus, if people want to follow you home, where they can do, where can they do that? <laughs> Well, you know, you can find me in Boston. <laughs> you gotta find, really? find the last find the last top eight, and that's where Cyrus. You just follow him from the last top eight. That's all. Yeah, and then yeah. go one one space down to ninth place. <laughs> yeah, it's only been uh, it's only been four, it's only been four months since you guys last invited me on, so I finally made it. <laughs> yeah, can I just say Cyrus has been asking to come on the cast for a year, and I'm like, you got a top eight, man. You got a top eight. You got a top eight, and then he top eights, and I'm like, all right, you made it. It's your shot, at the big shot. He's like, ah, I'm busy that night. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was my weekly legacy night. I <laughs> hey, I respect I think I that. Oh, drop went home. <laughs> uh, that's that's our intern's commitment. If you become a leg- leaving a legacy intern, that is the level of commitment that we expect. Yeah, you better be you better be in in it to win it, man. <laughs> or at least in it to be in it for two games, and then drop if you don't win. I did call my shot though. I got ninth place at one of those things or something, and you was like, "Hey, you better top eight the next one." I was like, "All right, I'll just win it," and then I did. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, you can find me at Pat Eagle on Twitter. You can find Jerry at JME3RD. Uh, the Patreon is patreon.com slash leaving a legacy. You find the Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash, t- twitch.tv slash leaving a legacy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can email us dickpicks and deckpicks, leaving a legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. <laughs> Do not email me any any dick pics. <laughs> uh, send them to me and Pat. We'll forward them to Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs>